you are listening to the Gourmet Pens Club podcast. This is a collective of creators and callings that bring us together. Here are your hosts, Aziza and Candice. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Gourmet Pens Club podcast. This is episode eight. I am Aziza here with my favorite co-host. I'm Candice. Uh, Happy New Year, Candice. Happy New Year, Aziza. Although when we're recording this, it's not New Year's yet, but when we release it, it will be. Yeah, so we're trying to be cognizant of times and and planning and all that. So it is New Year when you're listening to this in theory, but not for us. So uh, anyway, on on the list here, I have... Thank you. Thank you. Like, I have things written down, and I feel like my brain is still stuck in, like, 2019. Uh, so pre-COVID. Yeah, pre-COVID, pre, uh, pre-years, pre really. And the first thing I wanted to think about was New Year's resolutions, because this is a really popular thing. People do them. People stick to them. People break their resolutions. And Candice, I just wanted to know, just off the top of your head, because I'm throwing this at you and surprising you with it, do you have yes, any you New Year's are. resolutions? I Surprise! Um, <laughs> is this pen-related New Year's resolutions or just you know general what? Because life New Year's resolutions? I think because you're so fascinating, it could be both. <laughs> I am not fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> you are, you are. And I would like to know more if you have personal or pen-related resolutions, please do share them. Well, I um, it's funny because every year that I have been alive, my New Year's resolution is to lose weight. Every year I've so been like, alive. So like 25 years now, basically. 25 years, yes, basically that. But actually, it's interesting because last year, um, or the year before, I can't remember, I decided to stop this nonsense about losing weight as a New Year's resolution mm-hmm. because I said, listen, this is it. I just have to accept that I just can't force myself every year to lose weight. And oddly enough, it happened, right? I ended up losing weight. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think this is a case of when you're not focused on something, it actually might mm-hmm. happen, right? So in the pen realm, my uh, New Year's resolution last year was no more pens. And that <laughs> did not work. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be mean, but what a terrible, ridiculous resolution. It was really ridiculous. In fact, so my first purchase, I made it all the way to the end of January and I did not buy a pen, but I I actually was really feeling deprived and wanted a pen. So I ended up buying a um, box cutter, like an X-Acto knife made out of... It totally doesn't of, count. I know, right? It absolutely didn't count. So, but it satisfied my, you know, the desire to own this blank, which is a butterfly, clear acrylic butterfly on the handle. And um, we will definitely post links to that pen. It's beautiful. Anyway, needless to say, I did not stick to that New Year's resolution. So when it comes to, to this year, I'm just going to be realistic, right? I'm just yes. going to... To one in, one out, hopefully. Maybe more out than in would be a nice resolution. Okay. And just and just be reasonable with my purchases. Pen purchases. That's a really good idea. Yeah, no, I, I like that. That's a much more realistic approach to managing your pen collection and mm-hmm. purchases and sales. I'm impressed. You came up with that on the fly. On the fly. So what what is your New Year's resolution? Do you have See, any? what I was hoping, I was hoping that while you were answering, I would have time <laughs> to think. But I was so invested in what you were saying that I didn't think. But, but this is your I suggestion. Think. This is my suggestion. So <laughs> I'm generally not someone who does New Year's resolutions because I just feel like, you know, if you're going to do something, you might as well just start it at any point. However, this year... I am trying to focus on my physical health. So I am going to resume my swimming and I'm going to try and build strength 
so that I can be strong and tough and macho. And I just, <laughs> I want to be strong. Like I want to just be a stronger woman. So I'm really looking forward to that. That's what I'm going to be trying out. And I have no plans. I have no goal particularly. It's just that my guiding thingy beacon will be building strength. So that's my personal thing, that's which I awesome. think is very positive. Yeah, isn't it? So, it's it's pretty positive, right? So, you know, I, I actually have a full set of, you know, like weights at home, hand weights and stuff. We should have pen meets and strength training at the same that time. That would be epic because <laughs> I do know our producer is very cool and she's strong and really cool with weightlifting that's and right. stuff. So I think it would be really fun because pen meets tend to be quite sedentary, Yes, which is okay, <laughs> except that we have pen meets all the time. That's right. So, you know, it's a lot of sedentariness. Other than the personal aspect, in terms of pens, I actually culled my collection quite a bit last year. So I'm thinking this year, I don't actually need to cull so much. I'm just going to be more particular about what I am purchasing. I find that if I see something pretty, I'm very tempted. So that if I don't see it, I'm less tempted. So I'm turning off all the notifications I have set up for <gasps> all the brilliant makers. I I might regret this. Might wow, regret this. that's that's a pretty big step. Yeah, I it's What's a bit that? scary, and I I don't know how it's gonna go. I don't know how long it'll last, <laughs> but maybe it'll it'll just give me some extra time to not discover something instantly mm -hmm. and then buy it. And it's not to say that I don't want them. It's just that I have a lot of pens that I would like to enjoy, and if I have too many, I don't get to spend time with each pen. Okay, so those are my resolutions, both personal and pen related. And uh, I'm just excited to share that with everybody. And thank you, Candace, for sharing your resolutions, which are far fancier than mine are. <laughs> and then uh, let's let's keep going. Let's keep chit-chatting. You brought this up to me sometime during the week about Frankenpens, because you actually posted a Frankenpen on your Instagram feed. So Candace, please tell us about your Frankenpen, and I can share my experience as well. So go ahead. Yeah, so I, th I thought it would be, you know, nice to talk about Frankenpens because not everyone really knows that term or had, in fact, when I posted this picture on the Toronto Pen Club WhatsApp chat, somebody had and explained sort of, they said, well, what is that pen? And I explained it and he goes, oh, that's why you call it a Frankenpen. So it made me realize that not everyone might know that term. So simply a Frankenpen is just different pens that you take a part of one pen and part of another pen, put it together and you have your Frankenpen. And for me, the one that I posted is the platinum 3776 body and cap but with the section and nib steel nib from a platinum procyon and the body and cap that i have is in the uh, silver trim burgundy burgundy the burgundy one. Oh, that's a nice combination it's a really nice combination and the procyon nib uh, section is like a charcoal gray. And I think they're oh. all charcoal gray, aren't they? No matter the color of the Procyon I pen that you have. I think so. I think and so. And I don't, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right. Procyon, I guess so. I believe you are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Procyon. Yeah. So I think they're all charcoal gray, the, the sections. And then the nib is a steel nib, which is, I think is the same nib as the preppies. Right. Which are, I believe, outstanding. right? I'm yeah. telling you. So this nib is actually a fine steel nib. And I just really love the way it writes. I just, every time I pull it out to write, I think, oh, this is such a wonderful nib. I hate the body of the Procyon pen, how it, Fair. when it, the body meets the section, 
It's very uncomfortable yeah. from my hand. And I also find the Procyon is a, I think it's an aluminum pen. Like it's a heavier pen. And yeah, I yeah it is some sort I, of metal. Yeah. And I don't, I don't like that. Not that I, all aluminum pens are like that, but I do find, I prefer to have non-metal fountain pens. And so yeah. I had read online that the section fits into a 3776 body and I had an extra 3776 body and voila, it was my... That's amazing. I really love it. And I tend to have it almost always. When it's inked, it's inked with a permanent black ink because when I do my Zentangles, I like to sometimes have a black ink that's waterproof and put like a color wash on top. And so it doesn't obviously run or smear or what have you, but it's just right, nice to have right. one pen inked with a permanent waterproof. Yeah. And because that has the slip and seal mechanism, it probably lasts longer. Exactly. Oh, it is. Yeah, it is one of my favorite combinations. And I do uh, platinums. I love for the slip and seal. And everyone's saying, well, so why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just use a platinum 3776? And that is a very good question, (laughs) because you could just use a platinum 3776, because that is also a comfortable section. And there are nips out there from three for 3776s that I do like, but I actually, except for the pens that are custom painted, the 3776s that I have in my collection, I don't have any sort of regular, you know, blue or burgundy or white 3776s because I find that a little boring. And I take the nib out. (laughs) I take the nib out of the 3776s and I put them in flexible nib factory conversion collars or um, uh, just a, a Yovo collar and put them in my custom pens. And so therefore I do have extra bodies of 3776s lying around. Um, So yeah, so that's one way for me to random body. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. Well, like, I guess I do that too with the flexible nib factory adapters, but I actually have like an OG Franken pen because I purchased this from vintagepen.net. It is a vintage Webster's flat top in like this jade material with Mm -hmm. a warranted music nib and warranted music flex nib. So he fit them together and it's an outstanding pen. But of course, it's not an original. Yeah. But it totally works. But this makes me think we are going to have an entire chat dedicated to swapping nibs in a future podcast because we I should do that. I think that's a great we idea. Yeah, for that. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. I, I was going to say that often when you and I get together with our pen friends, you will often have nibs that you need a friend to swap. So you'll be like, mm, can you swap these nibs for me? Because <laughs> they're <laughs> like they're hard to pull from the nib and feed. Which yes. Which is so funny because it's like a Candace known variable. Thing, right? Just, we yes. know, yeah, we know what's going to happen. <laughs> and I, this leads me into my next thought, which is pen meets, because I wanted to mention that we had our pens and pines last, it was like mid-December, like our Christmas edition. But it just made me think about pen meets in general. In case you're wondering, pens and pines is the Toronto area pen meet. Everyone is welcome. So we have had people come in from out of town who have attended. We have had like guests. I remember there was one year where Andy Lambrew from Classic Pens came in and brought like this like folio of prototypes. It was wild. But I just wanted to share with you and and share it with the with the group that our pen meets are very welcoming. And if you are in the neighborhood in Toronto and you want to attend, drop us a message, send us an email at gourmetpensclub at gmail.com and just let us know because we can like disseminate the dates and location and all that in case anybody wants to attend. Good and idea, so right? that um Pen meet has been going on for more than ten years, right? In in Toronto, yeah. and yeah, it's, it's been held a long on. Time. Is it the second Friday of every month? Second Friday of every month, and yeah. it's six thirty Friday... p.m. Right, and with the name Pens and Pints, it's obviously kind of like a yes. 
it's at a, at a uh, I guess it's a sports bar restaurant. Is that what you would? Yeah, it's like a pub. Yeah, yeah, a pub. it's a pub. They're pretty tolerant of our weirdness and leaving behind water glasses full of inky water. So they're Colored they're water. very tolerant of us. Colored water, and we're like, okay, here's a nice tip for dealing with us. <laughs> in fairness, they put up with a lot because there's a lot of us. It's very chaotic. We move around a lot, and it ends up being a really fun time. And the reason why I mentioned the Friday night is sometimes we will have. We haven't really started it up since pre-COVID, but we will sometimes have pen meets um, on Saturday mornings, and it's not really yes. part of pens and pints it kind of started out yeah. as a a suburb of toronto area pen meet but really yeah. it was just an alternative day because not everyone can make friday night in toronto yeah. getting there yeah. after work you know in traffic what have you and sometimes saturday mornings tend to be a better time and i i think i would like to start restart that at least I don't know, maybe once a month or once every two months to at least give others the opportunity to I like that. To get together. Yeah. Anyway. I like that. We're gonna resume that. And I think that is a really nice way to reconnect with friends and then rebuild our community that kind of went by the wayside with, you know, the pandemic and and distance and separation and all that. We should resume that. Just in time. Speaking of community. <laughs> also, I'm dying okay. in here. I, I need to open the door of the closet because I, I don't think I can breathe. Speaking of community sharing and pen meets, I really wanted to share something that is quite personal to me and quite personal to the Gourmet Pen Shop. So my dear friends, Jim and Rachel Crawford. So Jim is the gentleman who makes the stacked nibs for the shop uh, under the name Pensloth. They are fundraising for their sweet little cat whose name is Athena. She has recently been diagnosed with FIP, which is feline infectious peritonitis. It has previously been 100% fatal. I have lost two cats to this disease and it's absolutely devastating because there's at the time when my cats were diagnosed there was no chance of saving them and you just knew that the end was coming and it usually would be quite quick so it's very dear to my heart and Pensloth and Jim Crawford and Rachel have been huge supporters of the shop so i just really wanted to get the word out there is now a treatment for FIP it's very costly it very likely will save her life so we are going to link to the GoFundMe. If you're willing and able to spare a dollar or two, there's absolutely no obligation or pressure. But I know that the pen community is absolutely wonderful and often people want to help when it comes to pets. So this kitty it has begun her treatment and I just wanted to share their GoFundMe project. If you want to donate directly and not through GoFundMe, please reach out to us at gourmetpensclub at gmail.com. We will figure it out. And um, yeah, so Jim makes nibs for the Gourmet Pen Shop. So he's done the Kasakis, Karasus, the Guru, which is like that really wide, like hammerhead shape, which Candace, I believe you have one. I have one. I love, I love that nib. I was going to mention, yeah. you know, speaking of community, I don't know if you saw the post today, but uh, Carl at F3 Pens said that yeah. his, his the next pen to sell, 100% of the profits is going to go towards this GoFundMe campaign. So, I saw that. I mean, That's so amazing. It is fantastic. The it's, community uh, really does get together and it's just fantastic. So I'm thank not you, kidding. Carl, Last night. Yeah, like, thank you so much. And everyone who has donated and even just commented, shared, all of that stuff means so much. And I mean, the, the fan pen community is pretty small, but I think we're fairly tight knit and i just i don't know it's our pets right our pets are our lives really aside from pens and you know like they're our fur lives so it just <laughs> means so much to me 
it means it means a lot to me that so many people are just showing up and it's like I'm this is really embarrassing but when I was putting together my post to share the GoFundMe project and the story I was like bawling through it because I was looking for pictures of my kittens that I had to say goodbye to because of FIP and it's just like so many feelings. So we just wanted to send our love to Jim and Rachel and Athena. And thank you so much to all the donors and makers and everyone who has been so supportive so far. It's just incredible. It makes me teary. <laughs> Candace, I need I, I need a moment to recover. By all means, please take that moment. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm going to take a moment. Yeah, <laughs> let's and move on I'll, from the feelings. Maybe I'll move on from the feelings and we'll talk about something that I also wanted to mention, this being our first podcast of 2023, our first episode of 2023. I wanted to mention the hashtag font of inspiration. And this start this was started in January of 2022 by Claire, uh, whose Instagram handle is Claire Scribbles with Pens, and Leah, whose Instagram handle is at handwriting underscore stylings. And they decided, I think it was Claire that had one of her New Year's resolutions last year was to learn a new quote unquote font. So it's right. obviously it's handwriting. It's it's basically a hand, um, not a font, yeah. but it's she wanted to learn a different style of writing, basically. And that was her New Year's resolution for 2022, one of her New Year's resolutions. And so she got together with Leah and they decided, hey, let's do this every month. Pick a new font, post it on Instagram, share the post with everyone, share the hashtag and encourage people to, if, if you'd like to just join and have a different way of writing and lettering to just follow along. And maybe post a picture or two of your alphabet. And it's not, you know, the purpose is not really to copy that alphabet and style. I mean, obviously, you're more than welcome to do that. But it's just really your interpretation of that font. And Oh my gosh, it's, I was just going to say, it's like being inspired by someone's handwriting. But that's why it's ex- called font of inspiration. That's right. <laughs> ding, 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 <laughs> ding, 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 I I just loved it. I joined their so-called challenge every month. I tried to at least once write the alphabet that they chose. I didn't always love the alphabet. Some of them were harder for me to write and some were easier. And there were a few that I ended up taking away and just loving the hand on it, the, the script. And I write within that script all the time, you know? So it's been fun last year. And in December of 2022, they ended up doing a recap and didn't really pick a new font. And so I messaged Leanne. I said, so are you going to do this again in 2023? And she said, no, not sure. I think Claire just doesn't have the time to do this. And so Leah asked me to co-host this <gasps> this competition or this um, challenge with her. So I am That's very, amazing. I am very honored. Leah, thank you so much. And I'm very excited because, as I said, I do like, you know, lettering and trying. It's another way to use our pens and, and inks and paper. And well, Candace, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I That's, didn't do anything. That but, is, but <laughs> no, I, I think you did do something. You have shown that you are inspired. And I am inspired. You're, yes. Like you're willing to try new stuff. Yeah. So the first, thank you so much. So the first uh, alphabet font is Rennie Macintosh. And you will see on my Instagram post on January 1st, the alphabet that we've posted. And so I, January was my turn to choose. So hopefully we'll make some good choices in 2023. And people will just please, if you do decide to even just one post, and you don't have to do the whole alphabet, if you just do your name or, or the color of your ear, you know, the name of your ink or what have you, please yeah. tag us tag, um, use the hashtag font of inspiration. And 
and yeah, just share it with everyone. It'll well, now fun. I'm going to have to try this. Yes, you are, Aziz. I'm surprised you don't because you're you're beautiful. Yeah, lettering. I love this kind of stuff. Well, thank yeah, you. no, but <laughs> I I love this kind of stuff, and I I'm excited to try this because this is what I offer workshops like this at pen shows, like how to develop a, a script, how to develop your own style on an existing script. So this is really fun. I will be sure to check out the hashtag first of all, but I'm going to do it. Okay, everybody, here's my accountability. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Don't I'm worry. Do I'll, it. Hold you, I'll hold you to it. <laughs> You'll you'll hold me to it, yeah. And uh, and you said there was a hashtag font of inspiration, so we will link yes. to all that so that people can check it out. Awesome, that's, that's really cool. I'm excited. Well, Candice, that's very exciting. I'm really looking forward to font of inspiration with you and Leah. But Candice, this makes me think because during the week you mentioned Leah and you mentioned something about what niggles my nib. Yes, as you know, we have this segment sometimes in our podcast called What Niggles My Nib. And uh, we welcome all suggestions from everyone uh, if there is something that niggles your nib. And so Leah took that to heart and she mentioned in a message that something niggles her nib. And she mentioned that it's <laughs> pen packaging. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me do the line, the very obvious line. Candace, please tell me what, what, what niggles, niggles your, your nib. nib. That's for Chi. <laughs> I will, tell you, I will tell you what niggles my nib. Actually, this niggles Leah's nib. And yes, it is fair. it is pen packaging and the waste that goes into a lot of the packaging from a lot of the makers, whether it's a custom maker or it is a big company. And it's not so much, it could be for the environment, but also really, there's just no room for a lot of the boxes in our collections. And frankly, this just proves that there's just so much evidence, right, of our obsession. Yeah, I was just going to say, if you have one or two pens, having one or two boxes is it's no big deal. But when you have something like 100 plus pens, then it's becoming embarrassing. It really is. And you just need to get rid of the evidence, right? <laughs> it's, it's yeah, like toss that. I actually mention this a lot when I do videos on YouTube. I talk about the packaging because I get really frustrated when there's a huge presentation that doesn't really contribute anything to the pen. You know, when it's like a really big box that just is just a big box for no reason. I'm like, I don't want this. What am I going to do with this? Yeah, I agree. So my, my favorite type of packaging is either something that I can recycle or yeah. in the sense of actually putting it in the recycling box or reuse it. And the two boxes that I find that I use the most, which is also embarrassing because it means I have several from these makers, but <laughs> is Mr. Cypress Pens. I guess they're called Cypress Pens now. They yeah. come with a bamboo box and the right. lid is magnetic and it's a really nice box. And so I enjoy that packaging, I do reuse those boxes. And similarly, yeah. Kenalea Pen Company has a very beautiful, is it bamboo? I think it's bamboo, right? The, the I brown. I don't think it's bamboo, but I know I, it is a reusable box, but like they also have that sleeve. Yes. Right. The sleeve that has wildflower seeds in it that you can plant. Plant. That's right. Not that Which I have done so that, cool. but it is very cool. No, but you could. I could. Yes. But th that box is also very, very nice and okay. beautiful. And I've even actually purchased the box. I reached out to a few people who I know have these pens yeah. and asked them if they are keeping the box, would they be interested in selling it to me or, you know, pay for shipping or what have you, just because I love the yeah. box. But definitely yeah. those are the types of packaging that I, right, that I like. Right, right. I also like the Caveco tins because I use them for ink cartridges, converters, just 
just like like loose nibs, like miscellaneous little things. Mm-hmm. And you can also use them for, for shipping because they're pretty hardy. Yes. And the other thing I like, I really like when, I mean, this sounds really kind of silly, I guess, but I like when the pen just comes in like a rickshaw sleeve with a sticker. Yes. I love you know? that. I love that. Of course. It's just very simple. And one of the companies that I think are doing something really cool is Atelberg. They, what they do is they have a cardboard box with a corn 3D printed packaging on the inside. So it holds like their little leather sleeve, the little cartridges, like little slots, you know. So the corn that is 3D printed is biodegradable. The box is reusable. But if you wanted, you can pay for a gift presentation box because I would rather have the option to have an upcharge. And like if I'm giving a gift to someone and I want it to be present like presented fancy like that i think it's a really cool idea that they're offering this tiered packaging because i don't always want a box and indeed it's very embarrassing when you have a lot of pens (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i'm not saying i have a lot of pens but no of course not. you were to have a lot of pens it could be embarrassing but also i have moved a lot and i have moved overseas and over countries and the boxes disappear because they just take up space they take up weight that i can't manage to take with me so you know what leah i agree with you this niggles my nib too and i wish that more manufacturers would pay attention i do think the makers listen they're listening to what pen lovers want and what we're looking for but the big manufacturers like like aurora has massive boxes that are so heavy i mean they're basically murder weapons (laughs) okay uh disclaimer do not murder anybody with an aurora pen box I think I'm, that could be a like movie of the week, right? Yeah, Candace, uh, you're you're well versed in legal things. Please save us if anything happens. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I think this is a really interesting topic. I would love to hear our listeners' thoughts on packaging and presentation, and like what would you like to see as a pen lover? It would yeah. be interesting to share this feedback with makers. And manufacturers who don't listen to us. Yeah, I mean, I know there are a lot of uh, pens that are sold, premium pens, right, that have the big packaging because it's a collector's item. But indeed, I I still think you could accomplish that without it being sort of over the top. But yeah, like even then, I don't want a big box. I, I, when I was crazy, I purchased a Pelican M1000, the rotten ones, which came in like these softwood boxes, which were not insane. But the Namiki Yukari Skyline and Moonlight came in big boxes as well. But when you're moving, overseas who has space for that yeah and the weight you know right those boxes and the weight, tend to weigh like, a lot yeah it's just it's really nice but i didn't have the space i couldn't move with them so i always prefer simpler packaging something recyclable something reusable just in case anybody's listening you know like a manufacturer that wants to listen and we do share this information with makers so there is always that and they they're usually quite receptive so anyway i have rambled a lot again Candice, thank you so much for chit-chatting with me about all of this stuff. I really appreciate it. I hope you had fun. Of course, I always have fun. I hope you had fun too. I did. And you're in Florida and I miss you and I hate that you're so far away because we can't have pen meets where I touch all your pens. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have online pen meets, but yes, I want to touch all of your pens and nibs because I have seen the new ones that you have coming. and I have new stuff. We'll have to We talk should save about that, that for the next episode, yes, right? Definitely, yeah. definitely. Let's do that. Let's okay. do that. Well, I'll wrap up. I am Aziza, aka Gourmet Pens. You can find me online and all the socials as Gourmet Pens and Gourmet Pens Shop. 
I am Candice and I am Inks and Anchors on Instagram. And font of inspiration. And font of inspiration. Hashtag font of inspiration. Yes. Beautiful. And as always, a huge thank you to our outstanding producer, Chi. Yay! Who is also on Instagram and refuses to post even though I try to convince her to post pictures of her Mayfair pens. (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening. If you have any feedback or if you want to leave us a review or share with your friends, we're all on Spotify and like Stitcher and Apple Podcasts and all that. And you're always welcome to email us at gourmetpensclub at gmail.com. Alrighty. Okay. Take care, everybody. Bye. See you next time. Bye. Questions, comments, or suggestions? Shoot us a message at gourmetpensclub at gmail.com. And if you like what you hear, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. (laughs) Oh, is that a daisy? You're about to get assaulted by a daisy. Yeah, that's, that's great. Okay. Okay, should we start? There's a video online of a guinea pig having an existential crisis where they just it's chewing and then it just stops and it like stares off into the distance and that's me. <laughs> it that's exactly it just stares into the distance with this sad music going on. Okay. Okay, let's try that again. We can at least go in chunks at the very least. <laughs>